0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Hey, church. I am so excited this Sunday morning to be with you. It's my first preach back in a long time. It's my first do in a long time. I feel like it's coming together for this Sunday. Honored to be here. Listen, I know... Uh, our pastors are some of the greatest pastors in the world. Pastor Jurgen Leanne, love you. Thank you for everything you've built, you've done. And I want to tell you, I'm honored to stand before you today. I'm Pastor Matt, and I am the Bressy Ranch campus pastor with my beautiful bride, Michaela. We are honored to be uh, overseers of North County, San Diego. And for those of you watching around the world, the good news is this you can come back and watch any sermon from Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, because they are amazing. So if I rattle something, if you don't like my jokes, or you just don't like the way my face looks on camera, come back, watch some of the greatest preaching you've ever watched in your life. But until then, you got me. I'm here with you this Sunday morning. So let's dive into an incredible message, at least I think so. And uh, I will tell you that I have had lots of time to process over the last couple weeks. And I would tell you that during this COVID time, it's been a time for me to reflect. I've always been a busy person. I would say something too busy, but I've been able to sit back and watch things from a different lens than I've ever had before. And in this time, I could tell you that besides TV shows, and I know some of you probably found your addictions on Netflix or HBO or ESPN, uh, But I do find it interesting. There's a huge argument, some of the greatest shows on TV. A lot of people say they found their show, ultimate show, The Tiger King. I refuse to have watched it. And I know right now, some of you, I'm going to be praying for you. You shouldn't have watched it. It didn't help you. But the other greatest show that I do want to tell you about was The Last Dance, And I'm telling you, the last dance was all about Michael Jordan. And what I loved about that, and I'm not even all the way through. I've been repeating and watching because I found it so fascinating. One of the greatest of all time basketball players. I know some of you are going to say LeBron or Kobe, but here's the truth. You're just not using spiritual wisdom. It's Michael Jordan. And I'm not here to argue about it. Don't change the channel. Hear me out. What I love about it is there was adversity in this man. He would look for the court. He would look for adversity. Adversity is who made Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. And I realized that without adversity, we get stuck in complacency. And watching this whole series, I was watching one of the greatest find an enemy on the court to become greater. That's why he has all the rings. That's why he was a champion. And I realized without adversity, we don't become resilient. And during this whole time during COVID, I'd realized, man, there's some things that I've had to come up against, just like many of you. There's been some adversities maybe that we've never had in our life before. And during this time, I was looking at all the different challenges, the different adversities, and I have two things. I could be a victim or a victor. And I chose during this time, I want to see the areas that I can improve who I am. I want to lean into what God says, who God says I am. And during this time, I realized, like Michael Jordan, even though I don't ball like him, I realized there's some great things that I've learned about myself that have made me a better man, a better husband, a better daddy to three incredible kids, a better pastor, Realizing that there's some things I had to learn about myself to press in that are building a muscle of faith that I didn't have before. How many know that my prayer life has changed just like many of you? How many know that my devotional life has changed just like many of you? How many of you understand that even how you take communion has changed? Maybe you never tithed before, but you're tithing. You've built up this new resiliency on the inside of you. See, spiritual resistance is defined as this, a quality that describes the spiritual elasticity of a person, the resistant strength to bend and flex, but not break against the weight of culture. What I think is so fascinating is I've watched some friends that I respect. They don't go to my church, but they're, they're Christians. They believe in Jesus, but I've watched during this time they fold like a deck chair, that I see fear rise up they don't want to engage in conversations. And I realized that, wow, the future is our kids. I don't want to raise three kids, and I was looking forward to 2050. That's 30 years from now. How old will my kids be in 30 years from now? How old will you be in 30 years from now? But what kind of resiliency will you have on the inside? What kind of muscles of faith will you have on the inside? What I love about this, resilient people change the world. And they always have. If I look back, I think of the Billy Grahams, the Reinhard Bonkies, the Tommy Barnett's, the Pastor Jürgen Metisius's. I look back to the Bible, the Davids, the Joseph's, the Noah's, the Abraham's, the Moses. I mean, what kind of stuff did they have to deal with? I was complaining a few years ago that my seat didn't have butt warmers on it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I live in San Diego, it's not even that cold. And I'm complaining I don't have bu- butt warmers. I had to have a check myself before you wreck yourself moment and realize that, wow, what kind of resilience have I built on the inside of me? Where have I gotten soft? And during this time, I had to realize, man, have I gotten soft as a believer? So the title of my message is The Rise of the Resilient Believer. There's an incredible book that I just picked up and been reading. It says, talks about discipleship. See, we're a disciple making church. And during this time, we've had to figure out, how do we reshift? How do we change how our model of discipleship works? How do we become better shepherds and disciple through a Zoom call or through a phone call? Or how do we take care from a pastoral care, you know, perspective, are people better? How do we make sure people aren't lost or on the side and, and lonely or isolated? How do we engage into a culture that's trying to resist the growth of the church? So church, I can tell you this. I love this revelation of the church. It says in Matthew 16, 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. My question is today, where are my Peters today? Where are you, church? See, what I love about it, the future of the church, it starts with you and I. The future of what's possible in this great nation is with you and I. During this time, I've asked some tough questions and spending more time at home looking even around some friends and how they parent, how I parent, how I take care of my wife, even though she's suddenly a homeschool mom and taking care of everything plus a job, plus all these different... Duties, I realized, wow, there's some areas of grace I need to work on, some areas of my heart that I need to work on, some areas with some, where's my bandwidth? How do I increase that bandwidth to love my wife differently during this season, to love my kids differently during this season? And I realized I was in the mode of protecting my family, but was I preparing to engage in a post-Christian culture in my family? Am I raising my kids to protect them as a good dad, Or am I raising my kids to prepare them for what the world has for them? The conversations, maybe about wear a mask, not to wear a mask. Am I talking to my family about that? Am I protecting them or am I preparing them? See, are we preparing our kids to lead a change and influence the culture for the future? Are we about achievements or are we about resilience? Or can we have both? What's amazing is my kids attend a school and it's very achievement driven. And I'm so proud of my daughter, she comes in, she has a Bible verse memorized, blowing my mind. It's like 17 verses long. I mean, I can't even do that. I'm thinking, shoot, I was hooked on phonics for years. I take my CoQ10, I take my fish oil and I can't memorize a verse that long. Here's my little seven year old memorizing this verse for days and I'm so proud of her. But when adversity comes, is there resilience in my daughter? or does she have achievements? Does she quote a scripture, or can she live a scripture? And I realized, wow, how am I preparing my kid? If I'm gonna lead a nation, and we're gonna split the Red Sea, and we're gonna walk across it, can you read the word, or are you gonna live the word? There's a difference, church. We gotta build a resilient church, and this is how we do it. Facts are this, they say that if you're a discipleship church, Well, the average Christian goes to church 1.7 times in a month. Let's just say that it's extended, you're there for two hours. If your kids are getting two hours, okay, of Bible a month, you only go to church to be fed, maybe not in a connect group, maybe you're not serving, maybe you're just not connected with the body of Christ, that community, that's all you're gonna get. But let me tell you these stats, they said that the greatest disciplers in the world right now, it's called screen discipleship. That means YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, IG, Instagram, those are the disciplers of this generation. And this is what they say, on zero to eight years old, that's 50 minutes a day. On eight to 12-year-olds, that's six hours a day. On teenagers, this is real statistical validation, they're saying nine hours a day of the discipleship of the culture of a post-Christian world. Now I tell you, I don't know if we can build a resilient church unless we have an aha moment that that's what we're dealing with what about us what their influences on in our life your community matters who you hang out with matters what you put on the inside of you matters prayer has become a whole different thing to me now getting in the word has meant so much more to me now than it ever has before understanding that as a church we're going to lead the way and the world's going to disciple our kids and our families and our future or we the church, together, you and I, are gonna disciple the next greatest generation, and I believe we're doing it here. We're leaning in, we're pressing in. How many sermons a week are we listening to? Have you watched the kids worship lately? I mean, if you guys need an ear to ear grin, put on our, go to Awaken Kids, put on the video, watch it. I'm telling you, I'm watching little Henley, who's a little seven year old friends with my daughter doing these dance moves and she's getting into it. If that doesn't put a smile on your face, you need more joy. We need an injection of joy today. Just watch kid, wor- binge watch it. For the next couple of weeks, all I want to do, kids worship, Six hours a day, let's let's eight to 12-year-olds. Six hours a day, kids worship, I promise you. By the end of the week, you will be a new person with this permagrin on your face. I challenge you today, church, let's do it. But I love it. They say there's two shifts for the future. One is technology. Right now, they're showing technology causes a decline in well-being, a rise in addiction and secular values being influenced to our generation. We gotta make a stand and we can do it today. Discipleship matters. The second thing that it says right now during this crazy time, even though technology's up and we think it's advancing and it's not, the second thing is the family unit being broken down. Inside the church, outside the church. Divorce is rampant. Family breakdowns. What happened to family dinners? If you look at Tom Brokaw and The Greatest Generation, they're saying what used to be family dinners is no longer due to time, convenience, and technology. And to that, so how do we rebuttal it? I love this. Our children will be the church in 2050, in 30 years from now. So what we do today matters. What you and I lean into today matters. I love this segment because I wanted to thank, man, I love in the Bible. It's so many great truths and epic tales that sometimes you can't even believe that we're real. And I'm telling you this one out of 1 Chronicles 12:8. Listen to this, King Saul banished David from Israel Saul was still wearing the crown at the time, but David had the hearts of Israel. He had the hearts of the people. And it says that King Saul banished David and said, you got to get out of here. But day after day, this is 1 Chronicles twelve eight it says, day after day, men came to help David at Hebron until he had a great army, like the army of God. Some Gadites joined David at the stronghold in the wilderness, mighty men of valor. Listen to this, men trained for battle who could handle a shield and a spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions. If you don't know, I like lions, okay? And were as swift as gazelles on the mountains. I mean, that's a pretty good description right there. But what I love about it, 6,800 men trained for battle. See, out of the 12 tribes of Israel, one was mentioned. The tribe you belong to, it matters. This was the tribe of Judah. And I'm telling you, They stood out amongst all the rest. They were trained, they were resilient. They built a resilience on the inside of them. They were mighty men that were willing to fight for David because David had his heart. I'm telling you, who has your heart today? I want you to get plugged in. I want you to get resourced. We have the tools, we have whatever you need at Awaken Church to help equip you to be one of these mighty men that can lead your family, to be the women, the cherished women, to get involved with prayer. I'm telling you, there's nothing more important. My question is, what tribe are you training with? It can change in a moment. It changed my life. Years ago, I remember coming out of a nice Christian college, and thank God I went there. I would have been off the rails, but I saw so many of my Christian friends that were protected all the time, and when they got into the real world, they didn't know what to do because they didn't have that resilience on the inside of them. When I came to this church, I realized, man, I heard about tithing for the first time. It rattled me. I didn't have resilience of a different mindset, that God wanted to prosper me and bless me. I didn't know God was for me. I thought he was against me. I thought I was a sinner, that I was nothing, that I couldn't overcome, that this was just my destiny. But I'm telling you, I had a pastor that believed in me, that spoke life into me, that encouraged me to read the word. It was that, in that moment, that sparked something, that I had a purpose, I had a destiny, I had a plan for my life and that God loves me and that he's for me. And if he's for me, then who or what could be against me? I'm telling you, it was in those moments that I had the revelation that I'm a son and heir of the throne of Jesus, that I walk in a different set of kingdom, that I don't have a chip on my shoulder, that I'm humble with grace, but I have power and authority to be bold and courageous to take any mountain that I want to take to go after any dream that I want to go after. And if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you, church. And I want to tell you, as you sit there in your living room, as you sit there on your couch, maybe you're standing, I want to tell you there's a God that loves you, that is chasing you, that is putting friends around you. Maybe you have grandparents or parents that are still praying, believing that you're coming back around. I'm telling you, you're worth the fight. Build resistance, resilience on the inside of you. Don't resist, God. Build that muscle of resilience. He wants to strengthen you and encourage you for this time. And I tell you, there's so many miracles that are coming out of this this whole transitional time that we're in. And I don't want you to think that the church is shrinking back. No, we're stepping forward. We're doing radical things. And we want you to engage with us, church. We love you. We want you to be a part of it. So how do we build this? Luke writes about it in the book of Acts, which I call the book of action. It wasn't ended with a period. There's no amen at the end of it. It's like, keep going. The book of action, we're to engage. I love this. The group of resilient believers began to grow rapidly. The gospel is like that. It spreads. It's contagious. This passage is all spine and all heart, loving Jesus and loving others Filled with grace and truth, this is the church of Acts. Bold, beautiful, abounding in generosity, teaching, empowering, praying, worshiping, sharing, eating together and thriving. That's Acts 2. I want you to read it. I'm going to read it. Verse 42. And as a pastor, I want to read to the end. It says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and all things in common. They sold their possessions and their goods and divided them among all, and as anyone had had need." to continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from the house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily for those being saved. I wanna tell you, church, that's amazing. I loved all the things that I had but it was during this time, it was the simplicity of community, it was the simplicity of friendships, it was the simplicity of just my bride and I with my kids, doing family stuff and walks and riding our bikes and teaching my kids how to do things they've never done before. I'm telling you, it was the simplicity that I needed to build some resilience on the inside of me, that family first, that my family and my faith are the most important things to me. It was a reset, a recalibration. I want to end with this just telling you that I don't want us to take for granted some of those men and women of the past that have built resilience for the church. There was a gentleman in 1523, a young preacher named William Tyndale. He met a wealthy pathfinder. That means a marketplace influencer. And this man had the wealth and Tindall had the passion. He said, I want to translate every Bible from Latin into English. And I want to get it mass produced throughout the world. It was this man's resource, marketplace resources, and this man's passion that built resilience. And I want to tell you, they were passionate about the Bible being translated. And what I want to tell you is that this gentleman, Humphrey Monarch, Monmouth, can't even pronounce his name. See, hooked on phonics, still hasn't helped me. But he was destroyed. His empire destroyed, his reputation destroyed, but he still had resilience. He spent a year in the London Tower with no heat, freezing, malnourished, and I'm going to tell you, he lost almost everything. But he was resilient, and he crossed that finish line of getting that Bible translated that you and I read in English today. It was the Tyndall. What I love about this guy He was even martyred to the end. He was executed, but never lost his passion, his zeal, or anything else. They made it. It was these people that had the resilience on the inside of them that are why you and I get to read a Bible in English today. I'm telling you, that's passion. Why do I tell you that story from something almost 500 years ago? Because there's men and women right now watching this that have some resilience on the inside that they wanna do something for God. They wanna leave a legacy with their kids. They wanna leave a legacy for their life, that there's a God dream on the inside of them. And I'm telling you, it's worth getting around another group of believers, a community, that wanna support you. So listen, hopefully you picked up something today whether it's about building some resilience on the inside of you, whether it's about being moved, touched, and inspired, I wanna tell you, this is church. It's fresh, real, and powerful. It has been that way for 15 years since I came here, and it's still that way today. Those are the pillars which this church stands on, and I want you to lean in today. Listen, there's a God that loves you. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, there's many of you out there that maybe have never made that decision to follow Jesus. It's simple. You don't need to be this, you know, people say, oh, I don't wanna to go to church because, you know, I'm too dirty. You know, if I go there, I'm gonna get electrocuted. You know, there's gonna be a lightning bolt straight from heaven. I don't know why I went Arkansas on you. Know, I'm sorry, my parents are from there. That was a bad Arkansas accent. But I will tell you that there is a God that loves you. And it's God that does the cleaning up. He died on a cross for you and I. He's taken our sins. He's restored us. All you have to do is accept him. It's an invitation. He doesn't guilt you. It's not about raising your hand right now. It's just a decision in your heart that may, you make. And I encourage you right now, no matter where you're at, I just want to pray with you right now. This is, all, this is what I do love about this online church. Is This isn't a show. This is the stand up just because you want to look good. This is like, no, 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 I need Jesus. I want to hit the reset. I want to build that resilience. I've done it my way. Look where I ended up. I wanna do it his way. He's the master designer, he planned you, he articulated, he put every hair on your head, or those that are bald, You know, he helped with that pattern too. But I wanna let you know that he loves you. And this is the greatest, most important decision you could ever make in your life. So right now, if that's you just saying, yep, I want what he's talking about, I just want you to make a confession in your heart right now, and let's say this prayer together. Are you guys ready? Just say this, dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for what you did on that cross. I might not even understand the full revelation of it, but I know that you died on that cross for my sins, that God, you have forgiven me for everything I've done. So God, I repent, I turn around, I give you my heart, and I ask that you make me cleanse, you make me whole. I wanna be a new person in you. I wanna be born again today. God, I don't know what the next steps are, but I know that you'll show me. God, so put the right people in my life. God, help me make better decisions today. God, I want the things of you. I wanna pursue you. Show me what that looks like. God, I wanna hear your voice. I wanna hear my heavenly Father. So God, I give you my heart today. In the name of Jesus, I pray again, amen. Come on. For those of you that made that decision for the very first time, or maybe you've made it multiple times. I can't tell you how many times I've been at that altar. It's so important, but what I want you to do for all you new believers, just go to awakenchurch.com forward slash Jesus. We want to get some details. We want to look after you. We want to get you a book called Following Jesus. We want to make sure that we get you in the right tribe because how many know today tribes matter? And we want to get you in that right tribe. We want to see you flourish. We want to see the blessing, the hand of blessing on your life and all that you touch and you do. So we love you. It was an honor to speak to you today. And we'll see you at the next service. God bless. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.